0: Welcome back to Outback Talks, the employee engagement podcast. This podcast is produced by Outback Team Building and Training, a leading team building, training, and consulting provider for organizations across North America. I'm your host, Yasmin Chemish, and on today's show, we have a very special guest joining us from the mobile game development company, A Thinking Ape. Natanya Matheny is the head of people and culture at A Thinking Ape, and she sat down with me to talk about employee retention and how it relates to company culture and community. Thank you so much for joining us on the show today, Natanya. My pleasure.
1: Thank you for having me. So how's your day going so far? I have nothing to complain about. It's beautiful outside. <laughs>
0: yes, it is. <laughs> it's
1: almost like summertime. So
0: um, you work at the mobile game development company, A Thinking Ape.
1: Um, so first of all, can you just tell me a little bit more about what the company is all about? Sure. I'd be happy to. Uh, so A Thinking Ape is a mobile game development company. Uh We make social mobile games that are free to download on iTunes and the Google Play Store. And our mission is to build communities. And we do that through the social aspect and accessibility of our games. Uh, So we are located in Vancouver. We have around 70 employees and uh, looking to increase our team by about 30% this year. So uh, excited about that. Um, But yeah, in a nutshell, right now we make games that... uh, Are really fun and hopefully a lot of people all over the world can enjoy. That's
0: really cool. What kind of games do you guys create? Are they sort of action or
1: are they um, problem solving? Yeah, we have a few different genres, um, but our most recent uh, game that we launched uh, at the end of 2017 is a a, key, a kingdom builder game. So we call it a kingdom builder for everyone. So a little bit of strategy, a little bit of uh, dry humor in there. But yeah, the, the type of game that's uh, most popular right now is our Kingdoms of Heckfire game, which is um, more of a strategy kingdom builder type type game.
0: Awesome. That sounds really cool. So I know you are head of people and culture at A Thinking Ape,
1: what kind of responsibilities does that role entail? Yes, so I lead, as you said, our people and culture team. Uh, we, We care really deeply about finding the best people externally. To build a really connected internal community. So I work really closely uh, with our CEO, uh, who's also our co-founder, and our senior leadership team to ensure that our business strategy aligns with our people strategy. So that encompasses everything from our employer branding, recruitment and talent acquisition, onboarding, training and development, and really the entire employee experience. So uh, benefits to wellness initiatives, all of those types of things fall into my wheelhouse.
0: A lot of the times when people are looking for a job, um, they're looking for a company that has a good culture. And, and oftentimes this can mean beer on tap and a ping pong table. Um, so what do you think really makes a good culture?
1: Yes, I definitely hear those types of comments a lot. Uh, culture to me is about people living the values of the organization. It's, it's how the company shows up every day and the people who make, up, who make it up inside. Uh, culture to me isn't about the perks, the beer, and the ping pong. Uh, it's about the environment that the company creates for its employees to show up every day being their best self, living and exemplifying the values of the organization and really supporting each other to be better. Um, so yeah, to me, those things are just perks and they're just things, but really culture is about the people. Um, And it's an organic thing. It can change over time, uh, but it's really unique to every organization based on the individuals that they have there and the unique atmosphere that they're creating. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And Thinking Ape was actually named Canada's
0: most admired corporate culture winner last year in 2018, which is really wonderful. Um, So What defines your company culture, and why do you think it's
1: been considered to be so admirable? Well, thank you for the shout-out. That was a proud accomplishment for us over here. Uh, It really comes down to our core values uh, and our approach to leadership. So we have four values, uh, one of them being ownership, another one being having wonderful arguments, third one being best ideas win, and fourth, keep growing. And so we use these values as the lens and the filter for our decisions. We give people a lot of trust and ownership over their work. Uh, We encourage our teams to engage in wonderful arguments or healthy debate. You know, we really like to expose our blind spots and talk about failures. It's common practice here that we do postmortems on things that went wrong and didn't work so that we can use it as a learning tool um, for our people to grow. Uh, Which is actually, I guess, a great segue to um, our keep growing value. So we believe and encourage growth across the organization on a company team and individual level. Um, But all of this really started with a commitment from our founders to placing a lot of emphasis and resources into caring about and building and sustaining an awesome culture. Uh, their commitment to that has been key to our success. So I strongly believe that if you have buy-in from your leadership team on the importance of culture and how that aligns to your business strategy, um, that's going to make you really successful. And and so that's the type of environment we've been able to uh, cultivate here um, and I think has really contributed to our success.
0: That's wonderful. Yeah, because, you know, you, you spend so much time at your job, you know, and it's, and it's so important to have, you know, to be in an environment that's a great place to work and to spend all of your time. And I also really love the fact that you guys place a lot of emphasis on, on failure because, you know, everybody's human. And it's part of, that's part of becoming successful is acknowledging failure and growing from it. um, and having those conversations to
1: move forward and to get better. Um, yeah, I I really love that. That's, that's really cool. Yeah. It's, uh, definitely uncomfortable for some people, um, when they first start, but uh, I think they feel that they are able to, their rate of self-improvement, um, increases tremendously when they're brought into this type of environment
0: for sure for sure yes it's about being looking at yourself and being honest and um and taking responsibility which is actually one of our core values too here at Outback is uh being honest um, so one, one thing that I was looking forward to talking to you about today um, was that there there seems to be a very interesting connection there when it comes to in-game community and the emphasis that your team places on their in-office community um, because a big thing that I think Ape does in their games is build chat feature, features within them. I wanted to ask you, did you do you think that the importance Company culture has at Thinking Ape is reflected in the work that you do.
1: Yes, absolutely. As I mentioned earlier, our mission is about building communities, and most immediately, uh, those are the player communities in our games. Um, so, as you mentioned, you know we have this chat platform um, within our within our games, and it's really fascinating to see the emergent social behaviors that arise from these unique connections. And I mean, that's really at the core why we're in business in the first place was because our founders were really fascinated by these emergent social behaviors and the things that happened when people found each other in these, you know, in these worlds. And we've had amazing things happen. We've had people who've met in game, um, who have gotten married. We've had people who had never met in real life and planned trips to Disneyland together. Um, wow! yeah, we've had people who have, Uh, rallied together to help out a clan member, um, you know, who was in need during like uh, natural disaster uh, time periods. So um, fundraising efforts. So there's been some amazing things that have happened. Um, And I personally love our mission because I feel like it's a great way for us to demonstrate community building in so many ways. So we can can look at our products and see the cool things that are happening within our game. And then we can look inward in our organization. We can we can mirror and match the cultural initiatives that we're doing to how it's helping to build and foster our internal community. So when we talk about external community, we talk about our player community. We talk about, um, the mobile games industry community that we're involved in. We talk about the BC tech ecosystem community that we're involved in. We talk about our student community that we're involved in because we also um, have a really robust co-op program here. And then we talk about our internal community, which uh, is our employees in our workforce. So, um, you know, our employees see the direct impact that they have on our player communities. um, And we work really hard to align our goals so that we're all working towards towards the same outcome by working together to accomplish these goals um, and a lot of that has influence over our products um, but also the environment that we're rallying together and creating here internally so that's really cool it's all about
0: it's all about that human connection
1: exactly absolutely so
0: so now how much does community and company culture matter when it comes to something like employee retention?
1: I think it's really important. Uh, People want to be part of a community where they can help each other, they learn from each other, um, and are part of something bigger than just themselves. Um, And just like you said, it's about that human connection piece. So it's creating an environment where people feel um, they can be authentic, and they can be true to who they are, and they can be learning and growing Um, And I think if you can build those types of practices within your company culture, it definitely has a direct uh, impact on, on retention. Mm -hmm. Absolutely.
0: So now um, from what you've seen in your experience, what do you think ultimately triumphs at a company? Somebody who's more of a culture fit um, or somebody who is more overpoweringly a subject matter expert?
1: Yes. Uh, Tough question. I think it really depends on the organization, um, mm-hmm. in my experience, usually the subject matter expert, but however, you know, I think a lot of culture focused companies, ATA being one of them are emphasizing that a high performer needs to be balanced in both those areas. So mm-hmm. there needs to be a culture fit or as we call like a culture ad, um, and domain knowledge are equally as important. And in fact, someone if, if someone doesn't add to your culture, that person could be more detrimental to the organization than someone who's lacking in skill. Mm-hmm. So, yes, I think that there's probably different organizations where both of those types can thrive. Um, but ideally, in my opinion, it's not one or the other, but you're finding a balance between those those two types. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. For, for peak performance.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, that makes sense. So now do you have any tried and true strategies or are there any tried and true strategies um, for building a culture that employees love and that you know, even prospective employees might even want to seek out?
1: Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's really important that you, you definitely need to survey your people and take action on what they have to say. Uh, you need to be agile with your people practices and always be willing to iterate with them based on the needs of the business and how your workforce is changing. You need to be willing to question everything and not get stuck on doing things that have worked in the past or just because, you know, that's the way we've always done it. Uh, you got to be flexible to challenging the status quo. So that's definitely one thing that's that's worked really well for us. Uh, secondly is... Committing to branding, Um, you know, we actually just added um, to our people and culture team an employer brand role. And branding is really important. So placing emphasis on this, and it ties into your recruiting piece, it ties into your engagement strategy. um, And that's, you know, going to be a really big, big area that's going to attract prospective employees. So if you don't focus on your branding, prospective employees might never even hear about you. It's all about creating a space In my opinion, based on trust and ownership, flexibility, and vulnerability. So, by creating a safe space where people can feel that they have control over their work and their growth paths, and that they can make mistakes without fear of retribution, and they're going to be rewarded for giving you feedback, uh, that creates a really interesting and challenging environment for people. So, yeah, those are kind of some of the, the top things that that come to mind for me, and that we've been we've been working towards doing here that have Uh, contributed to our success.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, it it seems like it just really always goes back to core values, right? Like having values that you live and breathe and and work by that just inform everything that you do at a company. It's that guiding light, right? Mm -hmm. I like to think so, yes. How do you think tech giants like Google, Microsoft, and Yelp who are, who are all quite known for their uh, emphasis on company culture as well. Um, how have they changed the landscape when it comes to culture?
1: Well, they've raised the bar in terms of expectations for talent, that's for sure. Uh, and, you know, talent has, has so much choice today and options um, in the market that it puts a lot of pressure on the small to medium-sized businesses like a thinking ape. Um, However, they offer so many perks um, as ways to make it easier for employees to stay at work um, that it just allows the smaller companies to focus on the work we do and and put more emphasis on the impact that our employees are going to have on our products. And so for us on our players and our communities and how they're going to learn and be challenged every day. Uh, like, we know that our workforce cares more about their career development, autonomy, and, flexibil- and flexibility um, over unlimited perks and time off and food. So we choose to focus on that. Um, so, again, I think, you know, it, it's definitely really competitive out there. And those large companies are offering so much that it can be very enticing. But for us, we try and focus more on, you know, what are the benefits that you're going to gain as an individual in your career, um, working for a small, organi- small to medium sized organization, and the impact that you're going to have every day on the people that you're connecting with, both internally and, and in the work that you do and your products and? Yeah. Does that answer your question? Absolutely. I, I would
0: think as well, too, with a,
1: you know, working within
0: a smaller company, the benefits that a smaller company would have, I feel like almost reach those who are getting those benefits in a more direct and impactful way, if that makes sense. You know, like it's it kind of reaches you quicker and and more personally, in a sense.
1: Yeah. And I think those large organizations are very attractive to certain people because they want to work there because they want to work for that brand Um, but turnover at those organizations um, is larger and people last don't last at those organizations as long Um, you know they they work there they put in their time so that they can get that label on their resume and then and then they may move on and of course I'm generalizing a little bit there but um, Mm -hmm. that I think we are the small to medium sized companies are appealing to it particular type of candidate. I mean, we hear this all the time from um, software development engineers who are interviewing with us who are leaving the big giants for exactly that reason. So they seek us out because they don't want to deal with the bureaucracy and they're not so interested in all of the unlimited perks, but they care more about the work and impact that they're going to have. So we're not really concerned about, you know, comparing ourselves to the big giants because we know we're different and we know we have a basically a different value proposition. And, and we stick to that and we know what that is. And um, that's, that's what we promote.
0: Mm-hmm, absolutely. And you guys are doing great things. Thank you. Awesome. Well, this was so great. Natania. thank you so much again for taking the time to chat with us. And uh, thank you for your wonderful insight. We really
1: appreciate it. My pleasure. Thanks for inviting me.
0: That's it for this episode of Outback Talks. Thank you so much again to Natanya for taking the time to be on our show today. And thank you for listening. Outback Team Building and Training helps organizations across North America build relationships through memorable team building, training, and consulting experiences. And our team has been recommended by over 14,000 corporate groups in the United States and Canada. For more expert advice on employee engagement, visit the downloadable resources section of our website at OutbackTeamBuilding.com to take a look at our free guides or get in touch with one of our employee engagement consultants. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. Until next time, this is Outback Talks, the employee engagement podcast.